everybody, what's up? What does it take to actually create freedom in your life and business? Freedom at all levels. This is what this show is about. Let's begin. Everybody, what's up? Sagi here. And today we have on the show Simon Severino. He is the owner of Strategy Sprint, which is an amazing platform where people are being coached, CEOs are being coached to double their sales and quadruple their sales. We're talking about top level CEOs. And Simon developed a method in which, obviously, he calls it Strategy Sprints, in which in those sprints, in 90 days, they create massive amount of work in the business, actually on the business of that specific CEO. Anyways, very interesting method. But we came here not only to discuss that, but we came here also to discuss his routines, his daily schedule, what it takes to become a successful business owner. And because that's what this show is about. It's not only about the nitty gritty strategies. It's also about the mindset behind and the routines and how to mix it all up with family and life. And Simon is doing that amazingly well. And that's why I brought him on the show. Everybody, I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's begin. So what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Commit First podcast. And today on the show, we have Simon Severino. Simon, what's up, man? Hey, Sagi. Hey, everybody. Simon, dude, it's awesome to have you here. Um, I'm happy we connected. Uh, we connected through, how do we connect? I think someone on your behalf actually reached out first through cold email, which is pretty cool. Because that's how you were on the Strategy Sprints podcast, yes. Yeah, and and um, I think I usually don't answer cold emails like that. I wonder. I want to go back and check what actually made me kind of like pick that up. And and uh, but it's pretty cool. So so awesome to uh, to have met you. And I was in your podcast. Now you're on mine. Um, and uh, I brought you on to discuss. Um, you know, what it takes to build a business and, and a successful one, and kind of like a life around the business. Because obviously, you're uh, you're family man. You're a business owner, um, and um, I think in general you're also a happy person. So, um, I mean, at least you seem happy. Like <laughs> whenever we talk, I mean, and it's not that business comes without struggles, right? Without challenges. So um, that's why I thought it's going to be interesting to have a conversation with you about, like, you know, what it takes to run a business. Um, but so before that, let's give a bit of intro. How did you start Strategy Sprints, which is your current business? Before I started my own business, I did the same thing for 17 years. First, I learned it from um, a global consultancy. I was junior consultant and senior consultant, uh, project manager, senior project manager, etc. the whole hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And then I said, now I can do it. I, I do it on my own. And this is the last manifestation of it, where I said, now I go full in, I do 100% what I think is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I pulled this off completely alone four years ago. And, um, and now the people joining the team are people who scaled Uber Eats, who scaled Ernst & Young, who were the, the, the head of Google in their country, who, who were doing sales for Coca-Cola. But it started one person going to this office saying, I want to start a business. Yes, here is the form. And I started it four years ago. So, so now let's, let's recap for a second. What is Strategy Sprints? We, help, we are a strategy advisory and we help uh, business owners improve their operations and improve their sales in cycles of 90 days. In 90 days, we double their revenue 
that's the promise. Uh, sometimes we quadruple it, but uh, the promise is 90 days, we improve your operations, we help you run your, your business in a smoother way and we double your revenue. And we work only with service and SaaS businesses, so professional services mm -hmm. and uh, software building companies. So, you know, what's interesting, and again, this is like, you know, a conversation podcast. So I came ready to ask you about something specific, but I think this kind of leads me to something else from in the past four years, I've been working with coaches and different programs. Um, I invested well over 300 K on, on different programs and coaches, right? Um, as of now, I am still working with, I have a life coach working with me. I have a gym trainer. Like I'm, I'm always taking the coach that I know will help me get to the next level because I really believe in it and I see the ROI. But I also see some programs or some kind of like things where um, tend to, let's say I work once with a, with a coach that gave me kind of like weekly assignments, right? And then I couldn't operate on those weekly assignments. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I'm so busy as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, that I just couldn't get to the assignments that I kind of in, in the first place kind of committed to, but I just didn't know how much time they would take. And when I saw how much time they take, you know, that's when things got messy. And I know a lot of people do that as well because I do also coaching and I see people get stuck on operations. Um, how do you how see that? How much time did these assignments uh, take from you? Well, shouldn't take more than a couple hours a week on top of what I already have. Mm -hmm. But those couple hours are just something that I usually just don't normally have. And I mm -hmm. think for me, what was there, it was a psychological, in a way, block. Not something that I couldn't make up those three hours. And I think it's, a, it's for most people. Also, my, the people that I coach. Um, do you experience that as well, at all? When you work in 30, like 90-day cycles, you're, you're based on time. Yes, and that's why in the first week we have to free up 14 to 16 hours of their work in the business. Otherwise, you, have, you don't have time to work on the business. Right. I learned this from my coach who was a, a GTD uh, coach, you know, getting, getting, getting things done by David Allen. Yeah. And so what David said is, Simon, you are starting with the goals and um, I do the opposite. And I was like, David, why? And I spent a whole day with David in Amsterdam going deep. And um, we have published that on our podcast. And he said, if you don't free up the time first, that's why first we do the brain dump, mm -hmm. writing down everything that's on their mind yeah. and then corralling it in the project list. And then at the end, we go to the horizons of focus. That's his, his name for goals, basically. Yeah. And, and I was doing it the other way around. And I was like, hmm, there might be something here. And so we have changed. Our program starts week one with you downloading everything. And then the sprint coach really helping you. We call it the value ladder, helping find only the core of what is really working and uh, delegating, automating and cutting the rest. That's week one. Mm -hmm. So when we have these 14 to 16 hours freed up of the CEO, then we start working on the business, scaling the business model, network effects, competitive analysis, all, all, all the nice yeah. uh, stuff when, that you do when working on the business. Mm -hmm. But first <laughs> you have to free up the time. Right. No, it's interesting. Like 
frame of the time, you know, or like first before, because most people, most people kind of like declare a goal and then they go at it. But don't you think it requires a commitment in the first place? How do they free up their time if they don't know what they commit to freeing up their time for? Well, in our case, we have a very specific um, onboarding. So week zero is we tell them exactly how many hours per time they will need to block and how many people. Yeah, So, but before that, I'm just saying, like they committed to your program first, right? So, so they did have a In our case, they don't yeah. commit to a program. They commit to scaling their organization. Right. scaling their business. They're committing to a goal, to a specific goal, and then they get and, and they free up every time. It's three goals and three numbers in our case. Uh -huh. And uh, week one is freeing up the time so that we can create the, the weekly activities that will lead to these three goals being realized. So you don't know what the goals are at first? I'm just like... Yeah. We define the goals three goals three numbers in week one in week one so basically in week zero you free up the time in week one you define the goals right so what do they commit to before the week zero to time allocation so well before the even owner, before that when they start working with you they're like i want to work with you simon like because yeah. they want to get something done right in their business they want to double their revenue they want to scale right yes so they will say, hey, Simon, how many people do I need to uh, allocate? What's the, what's the resource allocation? How many, how many hours per day do I need to block yeah. for this project? Yeah. And then we say it's two hours per day of the business owner mm -hmm. and it's four hours per day of the three main sprint participants. One doing operations, one marketing, one sales. Mm -hmm. So it's four people and they have a very specific time allocation up front. Yeah. before we onboard them. And if they cannot um, allocate this time, we don't sprint with them. Yeah, got it. Okay, cool. So first of all, allocate the time, then make sure that you define your goals more specifically. It's interesting because again, in entrepreneurship and, and my way that I did things is like, I have a vision and once I have that vision, I say, you know, that's what I throw out in the universe. And that's what I want to get done. That's it. I get obsessed by that vision. I don't know how I'm going to carry it out. I'm not allocating time for it yet because what I do is the goals, once I'm obsessed with it, the, like I allocate time. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, um, it is interesting that you're saying, let's go the other way around. Let's allocate time first that you know mm -hmm. you're like committing to putting in the time and then you're defining your goal. Do you think that works? Like, is that how you do with your business as well? Yeah, imagine you say, I want to, I want to finish my first triathlon. I'm, I'm going to do an Ironman. And yeah. so, yeah, the dream is what, what brings you to that. And you will apply for an Ironman and you will send your $400 in and you will put it in your calendar. You will tell your friends. But, and, and now you have to put it into your calendar mm -hmm. because if you have kids like, like we have and if you yeah. have other things to do, like responsibilities, right? Mm -hmm. If it's not in your calendar, it will not happen. Right. And if you don't put in the 12 to 17 hours per week needed, yeah. um, I don't think you will finish your Ironman. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's interesting you say Ironman because one of my goals is, is doing Ironman one day. Um, yeah. But uh, the reason I really didn't want to do Ironman 
now or like I don't want to do Iron Man now is because again the kids and everything the commitment of time that I don't have at the moment because you need to work at it but on the other hand it brings me to another interesting topic is like you've done 75 hard right like me so um, you just you said you just finished the the main 75 hard like the first uh, stage and you're going into phase one right can you yeah. talk about that experience what made you start 75 hard how was it for you and Yes, absolutely. So I, I saw it uh, somewhere social yeah. and it said mental toughness, 75 days. I just yeah. clicked. I didn't think much. Yeah. I clicked it because I was drinking two, glass, two glasses of wine every evening during the pandemic yeah. and uh, doing a lot of cooking here with my kids. And I love it. I'm Italian. I love red wine. <laughs> But I saw, because I am a triathlete, uh, I oh, saw... Yeah. My Garmin watch was telling me, hey, Simon, your, your performance is, is, is not growing and I'm, I'm running every day, but performance is not perfect. And I have a very good training plan mm -hmm. with, with cadence. So it should go up. The speed should go up, but the yeah. same at the same heart rate. It didn't. So I was like, hmm, um, let's check sleep. Yeah, I'm sleeping. Okay. Uh, eating is clean, is fine. Mm -hmm. But mm, these two glasses of wine in the evening. And it's hard to let that go. I love my glass of wine. So when I saw that, it said no alcohol for 75 days. And I went, hey, let's try this. And that was the hardest part for me because really? two exercises a day, it, 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 it was not a big difference to what I do anyway every day. You But the alcohol part, part really? yeah. one every day then before breakfast. And usually in the afternoon, I do either a Wim Hof breathing or a little bit of weight training, 20 minutes, 25 minutes of a CrossFit style, small, oh. small workout. Oh. And um, so that part was easy, but the alcohol part, I tell you, that was the hardest part. Wow. Man, it's crazy because everybody finds their tough part in 75 hard. And um, for me, for instance, the alcohol was a no-brainer. I barely drink anyways. I'm Israeli. Like, we don't have any drinking culture here. It's like, if we go to a bar, we usually get over drunk or something. That is not good. So, anyway, it's like, I don't drink a lot anyhow. And for me, so drinking alcohol was a no-brainer. Not even a thing for me. It was like, okay, I don't drink at all. Almost, almost never. Like, maybe once a week with, like, family, like a beer or a wine glass or something. But I can skip that with no problem. Um, And, and the two workouts, fine, I made it. You know, it was hard, but I made it. But for me, the selfies were the hard part. So yes, yes, the selfies. Yeah. The first two days, I didn't do it. And then my wife said, what are you doing? Doing selfies in the bathroom? Like, are you 16? And I was like, yeah, it's this challenge. <laughs> It's strange. Yeah, 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 definitely, man, definitely. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody talks about it when you do 75 hard. You get your spouse to, you know, to diss you for doing selfies like a 16-year-old. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but even that was helpful because I realized that I am ashamed in front of the yeah. in front of the mirror. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know that, but I was I was confronted with it. I had to do this picture every day. And I felt a little bit ashamed every day, uh -huh. uh, but I did it and it was helpful. And, and you know, if I am training every day. I'm, I'm 42, I'm training every day since many years. So it should be like, okay, but no, there, there, is, there is shame there. And so it was 
it was a good intervention to yeah to go there you know yeah, it's inner yeah. work 75 heart it's inner work and that's and that's important for every business owner yeah and, and i think like you know that's why i really love to talk about 75 heart because the, it's the inner <clears throat> game that matters it's the time that you put aside for training and by the way the fact that you already do two, two trainings a day besides that is pretty amazing i you know, most people, uh, me included, you know, usually don't have time for two workouts a day and not even, not that they don't have time. We don't put in the time for two workouts a day. And, and then we're just, you know, I don't know how you get one before breakfast in like every single day with kids. It is hard. Um, can you talk about that for a sec? Yeah, it's not even that hard. Mm -hmm. So uh, for example, I have zero discipline, zero. And everybody, everybody else goes, Simon, you, you run a global business, you're a triathlete. Yeah, I have zero discipline. It's systems, it's routines. Uh -huh. So I started around nine years ago to run for the first time together with my wife. And then we did together, help each other, cheer each other on. Mm -hmm. And then we did the, the first full winter of running every day. That was a big thing, like two kilometers per day, then five kilometers was a big thing. Finding out the right shoes. Oof, big thing. And then uh, we did our first half marathon together. We did four or five then in the next year. Then I did my first sprint triathlon. Then I did nice. the Olympic nice. triathlons. And then I did many Olympic triathlons uh, in, 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 a, in an okay time, three and a half hours. And it, it was fine. I, I found my distance and I did that a lot. How until did, the what, what's, what's in terms of, um, what's the, um, what's the distance for each one? So a triathlon, like an Olympic triathlon, how much is it? You are swimming. What is it? Is you start it, I by think swimming? It, start one, swimming, you yeah. start swimming. Okay. It's around 1.5 kilometers. Yep. You swim and then you bike. Uh, how much is it around uh, 40 kilometers? 40 kilometers. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Uh -huh. And then you run 10 at the end, 10 kilometers. Uh, 10 kilometers. Oh, it's That's not, the, so it's not a marathon. You don't like, it's not 42 no. kilometers now. It's 10 quarter, kilometers. A quarter mm. of a marathon. It's half of a half marathon. So it's a quarter Got marathon. Got it. Okay. 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 Cool. So you can do that in three and a half hours if you are on a mid, mid level um, athlete. Uh, uh, so not professional athlete, but a mid level, you know, normal, normal guy yeah. in his 30s that I was. Uh, and um, and you don't have to train that much. So I had two kids already, so yeah. I had to find my my easiest way to train, which is brick training. So I I, I would have only seven hours per week of training, mm -hmm. but I would stack them. For example, hey, we have to go to this uh, birthday party of our cousin. Okay, where is it? It's uh, one hour by car. Okay, I'm coming with my bike. <laughs> we yeah. meet there. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things like that, or running to the to the gym, then there swimming, and then running back. Mm -hmm. So brick brick training. Yeah. So you have to become creative and do it around your responsibilities. But you you can do it easily, five to seven hours, and, and you can you can you can finish with, uh, if you can say it with with and with enjoyment. I wasn't laughing all the time. The last 10 kilos were really hard, well, yeah. but, uh, but I was proud of, of, of it. 
Yeah. Well, were you running the whole time, by the way, or were you walking part of the time, like already? By the oh no, you're running. Yes, yes, yes. You're running, but you're losing pace. Like I was around five pace. Five was was hard to keep up. Wow, crazy. I mean, like right now, I'm running uh, at this moment about like seven, I think seven kilometers once or twice a week. Um, I do it because I got to, I got to twelve kilometers. And then my knees hurt. I have a meniscus tear because I used to do parkour and I just ripped my meniscus doing some somersaults. But, but it just like, so I'm, if I do too much, my knees hurt. And if I, I found my sweet spot at seven, but 10 would not be a problem. And biking, I've, I've done a couple of bike trips. My, my brother, the uh, competitive bike rider is right. Actually now he's in Italy in a, in a, in a big uh, tournament. So, and so he's like, um, so he's, he's, he took us on some trips. I already did like a couple of those. And then I, I did the 40 kilometers. Okay. No problem. And now it's a, by the way, it's 40 kilometers on a single or on a road. It's, uh, if it's on a road, yeah, it's on a road. On a road. Okay. Got it. So, so I've done like mountain biking, I guess. So it's not the same. Okay. No, no, no. It's a street, street. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Got it. And then we so have our own. Yeah. We have these um, time time bikes. The the typical triathlon bikes are time bikes where you are yeah. on it like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. Cool. So one day maybe that's really cool. So okay. So back to seventy five hard. So you've done seventy five hard, um, and you found. Um, have, have you fallen at any point, or have you done it once? I, I've done it at once nice. and just finished. Yeah. Cool. It's really, really cool. It took me six months to finish. Like I fell, uh, I fell like two times. I fell at day 25 on the selfie. And then I went <laughs> back, did it again, crushed it. Like I'm talking about like vacations, uh, flying to conventions, like in the US and in London and like being doing it in an airport and everything like that. Like do, I, I did 75 hard everywhere. I crushed it and then I fell again in day 45 on the selfie again. And, uh, and that's when I did it again. And I just like made sure I'm taking two selfies a day. <laughs> I just did. And again, like you say, it's like the routine that just said, okay, one in the morning, one in the evening, that way I can't miss like any day without a selfie. Um, and that's where I found myself finishing, but it was, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, I have two time two times for exercise every day. Of course, I have also uh, one hour for for cooking uh, for my boys and for my yeah. wife. I I have time for reading. I have time for just playing with my kids. Yes, yes, it's important so, for me. It's on your calendar. It's on my calendar, literally. Mm -hmm. And how do you so? I mean, everybody kind of values different things, but I think like a lot of us here, like on the show and the listeners as well, we kind of, we value family, we value our business, we value our health and wellness. Um, at least that's who I'm trying to attract. <laughs> if you're not into health and wellness, you're probably not listening to this. Um, but um, so how do you prioritize and make room in your calendar for everything? So um, I am practicing my own method, the strategy sprints method. It, it has a daily habit, weekly habit, and monthly habit. Daily habit is writing down your time and finding what's next in order, what can you delegate because somebody else can do it better than you. Mm -hmm. And so I am big into delegating, hiring, automating. And so every day I ask myself two questions in the evening. 
So before I now create the daily flow of tomorrow, mm. which says five running, seven playing with my kids, eight sales meeting, etc. Yeah. Uh, before I do that for tomorrow, um, I reflect two questions. One, of the things that I did today, which one can somebody else do better than me tomorrow? Mm. Okay, and the cool. second question is, if I would live more freely and more intentionally, what would I do tomorrow? Love it. And the second question is what helps me put my values really into the calendar. Yeah. Because otherwise you have a gap between what you say that is important and right. what you are doing. So if something is important, you, 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 you find the time, you make the time because yeah. we don't have time but we make time for what's important definitely and so i pick what's important to me is important family exercise my team our clients and um uh cooking. reading books that's important and so it's in my calendar love it so how does your day look like it, very typical so wake up in the morning five o'clock i go running 10 kilometers six oh, wait, wait 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 you said typical five o'clock in the morning that's not typical <laughs> Remember, uh, no for way, me you for me kids? it's difficult two kids two kids yes what are, are the now. ages by the way uh, alessandro is getting three years old and federico's getting six wow nice so really? before they wake up i go running they wake up around uh, six so when when i'm back from running yeah. they wake up and then we play around you know singing dancing uh, lego wrestling whatever they want to do we do uh -huh. and then eight o'clock i start working um Where are, I they? Usually... are you not taking them to schools no that's done by somebody that uh we we pay for okay <laughs> and she, brings, she brings them to kindergarten Okay, got it. So basically, you have someone you pay for that takes your kids to daycare. To, to kindergarten. It's yeah. three streets from here. Okay. And she brings them there, she comes back, and then she got helps it. us preparing. And that, that's a delegation, right? Uh, yes. Obviously, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. So eight o'clock, my wife goes working, she is physiotherapist, and I go working, which is in my home, literally this, this room. Yeah. And so it's my home office, it's not yeah. far away. Yeah. I yeah. come in here and I start working eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. Now, eight o'clock, if it's Monday, we have sales meeting. If it's Friday, we have team meeting. Otherwise, it's, it says top three. And so for the next three and a half hours, I do the top three things. This is the GTD method. So I go into my project management system, which is Asana. Mm -hmm. And yesterday I have starred three things. So I have clicked star, star, star. These are the top three things that I will do until lunch. Then I have lunch. And then after it, I have things like meetings, interviews, joint venture, partner, calls, uh, having shows, having my own show, being on shows, yeah. etc. Nice. Until eight, uh, six o'clock, six p.m., I stop yeah. working. Yeah. I go either cooking for my boys and my wife, yeah. uh, or Italian style, so pizza, etc. Yeah. Nice. Or uh, she is she is cooking. My wife is cooking, and then I play with the boys. So one is yeah. cooking, the other enjoys the kids. Yeah. And uh, and then it is you know because they are young, it is two and a half hours of bringing them to bed. Yeah. Uh, go brush your teeth. Go, etc., etc. Until the three stories and the and the everything. So, so uh, at what time do they go to sleep? 
we start bringing them to bed at seven o'clock uh-huh. and they sleep at around half past eight. Yeah. And yeah. then my wife and I, we have our time and then uh, I sleep. So and there's a couple of things that are untypical, like, or at least in my world and the people that I know. One, um, you wake up at five. So when do you go to sleep? I, I sleep eight hours on average, uh, seven and a half, seven and a half to eight hours on average, uh, according to my Garmin watch. So, so you go to sleep at like nine? Yeah, I'm in bed around nine, I'm sleeping around 10, and uh, I, I wake up at, at five, yeah. So you don't, you don't um, watch Netflix with your wife or anything like that? Because again, like 8.30, the kids aren't asleep, and you're just starting to, to make dinner or to, now you have your free time, right? Yes, we talk, we, we are, we, we, yes, we talk, sometimes we drink wine if it's not 75 hard. <laughs> we drink rosé and we talk about the day and what happened and what's on our minds. We, on our terrazza here. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. And, um, and then you go to sleep, wake up five. Okay, cool. And do you have any, by the way, any, um, any shorter days where you're with the kids more? Or is that like in, in routine, 6 p.m. dropping and like? Um, I don't have shorter days. <laughs> That's, that, I do this from Monday to Friday. And then the weekend is sacred and the weekend is full of adventures. We go on boats, we go woods, we, we build stuff in the woods. It's, it's nice. nature time. Nice, okay, cool, really cool. All right, because I'm, I'm asking because I'm always like, you know, I'm curious to, to find out, you know, how other people are kind of like. So a couple of things, like first, it's great that you go to sleep so early and then so you wake up later. Like for me, kids are going to sleep around the same time, but I, I don't know why, I just need a lot of time. I have, um, by the way, I'm eating dinner separately with my wife later after the kids go to sleep. We make them dinner, but we eat separately after we watch Netflix, we, we talk, we, you know, and then I have to do all the, like, the dishes, some laundry, take out the, the dog for a walk, like, do all the kind of, like, you know, the, like, these things take a lot of time. At the end of the day, I also find myself, like, kind of just needing more me time. I'm just ending up, like, you know, following people on Instagram, like, that, because I haven't caught up all day. So I'm, like, ca- catching up, like, only in the evening. Um, and then I go to sleep, which usually is very late, like meaning like midnight, sometimes even a bit above that. Um, and then I wake up, I don't like, I, we have a baby as well. So it's like, now we don't sleep well. And then it's very hard to wake up at like five. Obviously it's not even for me, not even something I have, I'm even close to doing. So, um, but I really had a time where I did wake up at about five and that was one of, it was the best, I think most, most productive like that I felt in a way, like it was just the best mornings ever when you wake up early and especially before the kids. So that's something that gets me thinking. And I don't know if you guys listening to the show have done that as well. I really recommend you try. Um, I want to go back to doing that one day. I don't know exactly when I know what, when I'm committing to it, I'm going to do it. But at the moment, so at the moment I have something else that I've done, um, which is very unconventional. And uh, I don't know what you think about this, but anyways, I started something called the 9 to 12 Club. Um, it means every morning, I, and, and it came from looking exactly at what we talked about. I looked at my values, what are my values, and my values were uh, health, family, and business. Like that's 
pretty much like when I said health, I mean mental and physical health. And then family is like wife and kids and business. Like if, if, if business fails and I still have my family and my health, I'm good, right? If, if business and my family fall apart, but I still have health, I'm okay. I mean, I won't be okay, but it will be better if I don't have my health. Because if I don't have my health, my mental or physical health, the kids, my wife, they don't have me and my business won't have me, right? So it's like, that's my values. And when I looked at my calendar, I'm seeing that my calendar doesn't have, even have anything on the calendar for for my workouts. So I didn't have anything in the calendar for my workouts. And for my kids, I already had some things in place. By the way, I'll tell you about that. It's pretty cool. It's called Daddy Practice. Um, it's really, I'll, I'll tell you about it in a sec. But, but then um, in, in terms of my health and wellness, what I did is I did, I said, okay, I'm, what would I do? And it's kind of like a question of what you said. Like if tomorrow I wake up more free and feeling better with my life and working with integrity towards what I want to get done in life and who I want to become, what am I doing in the morning? And I said, three hours in the morning, in the morning I'm spending and working out, meditating, and, uh, and, and taking some me time. And that's where I started that thing. So every, I blocked out on my calendar every day from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. It's exactly the times where everybody lights fires up. And every day um, after I drop my kids at school, I do that at the moment, and I come back walk out the dog and now it's me time. So I go to the gym, I work out, sometimes I meditate. And yesterday I meditated an hour at the beach. So I, I do like some sort of exercise, which is one to one and a half hours, uh, some sort of maybe meditation or, or something like that. Um, get back, eat properly, like, you know, get ready for the day, take a shower and then I'm ready to hit the day. And I feel since I started that, I've, done, I've been doing it for three months. I'm feeling out the rat race in a way, like in a way nobody can light my fires in the morning. I'm not on anybody's agenda in a way. And I'm just way more productive. I, I don't know, because it came from 75 hard. When you, I don't know when, if you felt that when you did 75 hard, you had more time in your schedule now in your calendar to do workouts and things like that because workouts do take time. You, it's about three hours, four hours over, over, the, over your day, right? You actually, you work at 75 hard in a way. And, um, and, and then, so I, I saw my business grow while I'm doing 75 hard. So I said, it's, it needs to kind of work the same here. If I take a couple hours a day for me, then it needs to kind of work. And that's kind of like what happened. So I'm working less hours for sure. Like I, it's not that I now work late at night, later at night, I work less hours, but I get way more th things done in some way. And I'm feeling more energized, more vitalized. Like I'm just, I don't know how but it's kind of working so that's the what i want to share with you it's like what's well, something i just started but it's, it's pretty new three months but it's working and it's really against common society norms <laughs> you know what I'm saying? yes yes it's counterintuitive people think they need to work more so we we coach entrepreneurs all the time and they think they need to do more more legion more of this more of that and um, we we have three simple habits daily habit weekly habit monthly habit and so my daily habits are these two questions when I write my day. Then the weekly habits are what are the three main numbers of sales that I need to, to collect and to reflect on and uh, the three numbers of marketing and the three numbers of operations. Operations meaning my clients, how happy are they? What do they get? What do they miss? Mm -hmm. These are the three things that I get reported. And based on that, we have one focus for each week and everybody's doing only that one thing. Nice. 
then the fulfillment, I fired myself from fulfillment because <laughs> I was the bottleneck. Yeah. So I don't coach anymore. And since then, now uh, everybody is, is thriving and is coming in and the, the coolest coaches on the planet are coming in and say, hey, I want to do this sprint coaching. Come in. And so it's, it's much better since I am not the center yeah. of everything. It, it can now really unfold a lot. Nice. So you basically brought in people to, and, that, and that's again, I think it goes in the same way of like thinking, what can I do differently? How can I live more freely? And it goes the same in life and in business. I think it's a com common motive to, to highlight here in this conversation. Because again, you are doing that in your life and in your business, right? And, and, um, and it comes to you by doing routines, specific things that you ask yourself. You have a specific methodology through which you, under, you know that your business will go in the right direction and you're going in the right direction of your life. So, um, so it's pretty cool to see that as well. So in business, it means delegation, right? Bringing in people to do what you don't want to do. Yes, and before that, you have to find out what to delegate. So right. when I run in the morning, which is pretty silent at five o'clock, it's really cool. I can think, mm -hmm. and um, and I I usually pick one question and I run with that for the full hour. Yes. So mostly my question, because I'm a strategy advisor, so mm -hmm. and the strategists always love network effects. It's yeah. the best yeah. thing you can have. So. I, I usually am meditating about network effects. How can, what can I do in my business model to have it more scaled by network effects? So what can I do that will scale my business it's, without me doing anything? Yeah. And I run for one hour with this question. It's just one question. So in between I forget, then it comes back, then I have some yeah. ideas and then I listen to specific podcasts about this topic. They give me an idea and then I continue running. So uh, if, if, if I do this after a couple of weeks, I would have, oh, that's the one thing that I can try. And so when I go back, I will try it. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you look right now, uh, the adoption of Bitcoin or Ethereum, that's a network effect. And that's, and that's exciting and it's beautiful and it's unstoppable really in, um, in terms of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is absolutely unstoppable and it's exciting to see it because it is a network effect. And the same thing happened at the beginning of Google, at the beginning of Facebook, at the beginning of Uber, it's a network effect. And, um, and uh, so, but these questions are questions of on the business. How can I make it more scalable? With whom to collaborate? Which form of joint ventures to start? Mm -hmm. So having this time to meditate really on the business is, is not just productive, it's, it's very productive. Mm -hmm. And it's better than doing one hour more of crunching anything. Yeah. Much yeah. better. Yeah, definitely. No, I love it. I love it because it's like, it makes you think, it makes me think as well, like, you know, in my, in my business, um, who do I need to bring in to delegate? I have a serious, um, I think one of the funks that I get into is like one of the challenges is like, okay, if I need to bring someone in who's at my level, one, it's very hard to bring in someone at my level to do fulfillment at the moment, like with clients in my agency. And second thing is like, these guys will require really? a lot. 
Yeah, definitely hard. Because I have found that that was the easiest part. I thought also yeah. that that will be the hardest part. Yeah, it was the easiest part. Oh. Um, I did create like an online course like I would do for clients. Yeah. So I asked myself, hey, someone, what are you actually doing? So when somebody comes to you, what do you do in week one? What do you do in week two? Mm -hmm. What do you do in week three? And then I told it into the video like I would talk, like I would create an online course for for clients. Mm -hmm. And so I create basically I did create a 12 weeks course of how how to do it. And then I opened it up for my colleagues which first were my network. Mm. And uh, so basically for free, I said, hey, do you want this client? Here's, here's how, how I would do it. And they went, oh, Simon, that's cool, that's, uh, that's working. And then so more colleagues came in. Then I started charging uh, $3.90 per month to, to have this, mm -hmm. and then $6.90 per month, etc. And then it became uh, a, scale a scalable network effect business. Now more and more coaches are coming in higher quality and it and my fear was the same as, as, as yours. Hey, quality will go down with the first client where I'm not in it. Uh, one thing that helped me was to install the Monday meetings. Every Monday uh, we discuss all clients. So every client has three goals and three numbers. So every Monday, like today is Monday, we just discussed 17 clients in one hour. So we go through them, um, Zach, how is Anthony doing? And he says, okay, we are in week six, this is going on, these are the three numbers, this, this is target, this is where we are. Do you need anything? All fine, next one. Karen, how is uh, Sunil doing? We are in week three, uh, I need something, it's not in the Sprint University. Okay, what is it? It's uh, a B2C, how to scale a B2C, um, a campaign, all right? I will build it in the next 48 hours. And I have a lot of time to build these things because I'm not in fulfillment anymore. So I have 40 hours per week available nice. for the things that pop up to work on the business. So my coaches will tell me, we need this module. There is no template about B2C sales. And then uh, if I decide to build it, then I will build it in the next 48 hours because I have time anyways. Right. No, it makes sense. I mean, I'm just, again, thinking about like, okay, if I need to bring in someone at my level, I don't know, again, if when, who, the people that you bring in can identify the nuances of the business owner in the sprint. As much as like for me, if a client comes to me, I found out, I tried to delegate, delegate at the beginning to my um, most valuable designers on the team. But even then, they don't have my, you know, 14 years of, of experience. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't identify nuances that needed to be identified during the design sprint. So I, I just, you know, they couldn't come to creative product ideas to, to come to realizations that led that, you know, sprint to success. Otherwise, they would have led that sprint to a completely different result, which wouldn't have ended in such a success in a way. So for me, it was like, okay, this is hard. I need to find someone really good, really experienced. The thing is they work in startups, paying them about, you know, 10K a month. So, um, and that, that's kind of like, okay, do I want to bring someone and pay them 10K uh, a month, you know, like for, for taking over my thing? And maybe, right? Maybe, maybe I should pay 10K a month, but it's a lot of money, you know, in a way. They should, they should pay you 10K a month and that's the business model thing. So next time you go running or next time you have one hour to think on your business, yeah. uh, meditate this question. 
What do I need to create so people pay me 10K a month to be the sprint coach? Because that's the business model. That's the business model innovation. And that's where you are right now. You are the bottleneck to your own growth. Right. And uh, the question is, how will you scale it? Yeah. So, and uh, when I first brought in the people, I was paying them, the client was paying them. Uh, now they are paying every month. So what do I need to create? The question is, which culture, which mechanisms do you need to create so that it is more interesting for them to sprint in your team than to sprint not in your team? What, what is the plus one? And uh, I had the same thing. I had, uh, I had my 17 years experience and I was like, hmm, where will I find these people? And, and now that Zach came in, Zach has scaled Uber Eats in North America. I never scaled Uber Eats. Uh, he has more nuances than I have for this specific topic. Yeah. Because you have to remember every client, and I guess it's this, the same in the science prints, you will have very different verticals. You will have different expertises than you need. And so you, you will get at a certain point, you will become also the bottleneck in terms of skills and experience. I was the bottleneck. Now I have Sunil who has scaled Ernst & Young and uh, Marcus who was the head of Google and uh, um, Rudy who was doing sales for Coca-Cola, Thomas who is teaching in California how to run businesses. They have all more nuances in their field than I have. So now you, you can you can segment more you, and you can say, oh, if I have a design sprint that is in North America and it's about uh, a SaaS uh, business, who in my team has scaled SaaS? And then they will have even more nuances. You, you see where I'm going? You will get more superpowers in and you have a team of Avengers where everybody is the best in their superpower. But together, there is a reason to be together because you will have cooler clients uh, and then even more lucrative projects because there is more impact Got and it. then you can you can build the model around that interesting yeah thank you man i mean i i don't want to take that conversation too much into that but yeah we're also like over time now but um definitely interesting and definitely i think in any way you think about any problem in your business and i guess everybody here listening is a business owner then you can think about the other way around, like, what if I don't pay them 10K? What if they pay me 10K to work on the same thing? And, and exactly as you flip the script, you're, you're forced automatically to think more creatively. And sometimes solutions come. It's pretty, pretty wild, I guess. So um, thank you for pointing that out. And it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Thank Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, my 17 years were only in one thing. I was only working with consulting companies. So I was the consultant of the consultants. Yeah. That's where I was very good at. But for example, uh, in this month, somebody came in and they're building houses in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I have never consulted anybody that builds houses. <laughs> it's a complete different game. Yeah. So uh, I could not even coach them. But the guy who coached them, Stefan, he helped them quadruple. Now they are at day 91, so they just ended their, their sprint, right? Yeah. They quadrupled their revenue. Could I have done this in terms of quality and new ones? Never. I, he did because he is the right person for that. Yeah. So think of ecosystems, think of your network that you can leverage. And, uh, and that creates much more quality much yeah. more impact. 
No, it's really cool. And the network effect and everything that you mentioned. Also, I think it's a great thing to, um, they, people say meditate on your ideas. So when you go running and you just come take an idea with you, decide and be intentional on one kind of like challenge that you have in your business and run with it. Uh, that's really great. And I, I also think um, it, it comes to a lot of other things like exercise, even sleeping. Like you go to sleep, you're like, what's one challenge I need to solve? You go to sleep, you wake up in the morning, kind of like, you know, with more, it's it's those kind of things where we um what that's when we're quiet that solutions come and and that's the counterintuitive thing about business and about life that i think a lot of people need to understand when you stop working hard on something it comes to you in a way it's funny but it's like that um so um you need to just kind of be in the moment um and I just, it's funny I, do you know dr andrew huberman by any chance he has like um he's studying sleep and uh and uh learning and he has a lab in san francisco like he's a super awesome podcast the andrew huberman lab something like that but it's really cool is um he just published a, a igtv video today saying there's just an experiment connecting like intervals of like if you do 10 seconds of trying to process something like playing a you know the piano learning a new um a new players and like some kind of new sequence and then when you practice it over and over and over again um you learn okay but when you do intervals where you practice for 10 seconds stop for 10 seconds practice again for 10 seconds stop for 10 seconds something like that when you have 10 seconds of rest every once in a while then um you actually learn better you're so it you're um the network, uh, the neurons fire 10 times the speed, uh, were like it, uh, when you're not doing it, which is pretty crazy. So you like, you do it physically and then you stop for a second. And even if you don't, like, and you have to sit still, you just be in the moment, be in the now. And then your head in your mind, they still run like in your brain, like in the, the neurons are still like, like playing that sequence all over again, but 10 times as fast again and again and again. And that's how you basically get better the next time after those 10 seconds. Even 10 seconds make a lot of difference. So um, pretty interesting. And I think, again, it goes back to, okay, let's take a challenge and now don't think. <laughs> meditate, go meditate. And go for a walk outside, go for a run. Um, so it's a great insight. And, um, and that we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, where can people find you, Simon, and uh, in Strategy Sprints? We are at strategysprints.com. And uh, you can you can find us everywhere. Strategy Sprints. We are social animals. Awesome. And people, if you enjoy this show, please also find Simon Severino on Instagram. You got Instagram, obviously, right? Yes, and at Strategy Sprints. At Strategy Sprints. And uh, you can find me at Sagi Schreiber and at commit.first. And just tag us and just take a snapshot, share. Uh, and and we, we want to know that we gave you value. So be be sure to also comment if you're watching this on YouTube or share it on social media on Instagram. That's the only thing that we request of you is just to show us that you got value. We want to know. Um, also, feel free to DM us if you have any more questions regarding what Simon mentioned. Um, and uh, yeah, Strategy Sprints is awesome. Uh, go check it out. Simon, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you, man. It was an awesome conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Saki. Thank you, everybody.